Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 133 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and it's been a while since I've done a solo podcast. I've had a lot of interviews lately, um, and I'd love to get your feedback on uh, which ones you like the best. Do you like interviews, which do last a little bit longer, but we get great information from great uh, people who know a lot of stuff, and I uh, actually learn a lot when I do podcasts with these folks, or do you just like the solo podcast where we take one topic, break it down, and and um, kind of go from there. So I'd love to know, uh, you know, which you like, if you like them both, if you uh, like one over the other, or if you don't like it at all, I guess you wouldn't subscribe to our show, right? So um, glad to be back with you uh, today. And we're going to be talking about four ways to improve your clinical diagnostic accuracy. Now, this is not just in physical therapy or occupational therapy. This can be, you know, as a PCP, when you see patients with general conditions, um, it could be in any particular setting. But today I'm going to talk mostly about orthopedics. So the diagnostic accuracy with orthopedic patients. I'm going to talk about why it's so important to be as accurate as possible with your diagnosis. And I'm going to talk about how this is going to help to optimize treatment plans. Because remember, the number one reason people don't get better is because they have a bad diagnosis. The second reason why people don't get better is because you're treating the wrong problem, okay, or you have a bad treatment plan. So if you have a good diagnosis, your treatment plan should be much better. I'm also going to talk about how we can decrease costs of unnecessary medical expenses like diagnostic imaging and referring to a specialist that may not even be related to that problem. So a, a real quick example here is I was once referred a patient with metatarsalgia and um, the patient came in, took a look at her uh, to find that she had a wart under her second uh, metatarsophalangeal joint. Sent her to Walmart, she picked up something to freeze that thing off with and uh, in two weeks she comes back and pulls it's gone. Um, and so we didn't do any treatment. We didn't do anything else. Um, it was a, a simple issue. And it was just a matter of, you know, taking a peek under there and uh, taking a really good look to find that uh, that's what the problem was. So, you know, there's oftentimes people are sent in the wrong direction. And a lot of time can can be spent in between the time they have their problem to the time they get better unnecessarily. Um, so the first thing I'm going to tell you is that I'm not perfect when it comes to diagnosing patients, but there are many avenues that I've taken throughout my career that have helped me to improve my diagnostic accuracy and therefore helping my patients in a more efficient and effective way so that I can get to the evaluation, get through that uh, that that information, sort it out, and make a treatment plan that uh, hopefully over time becomes more and more efficient and more and more effective. But before we get started with our um, four ways to improve your clinical diagnostic accuracy skills, we're going to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. A good night's sleep is what everybody needs. Fresh rest bedding will keep you comfortable all night. Our advanced textiles and weave wicks moisture and also regulates body temperature. This design, coupled with our all-natural organic antimicrobial, eliminates 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria, as well as dust mites, which are an allergen to many. Because our bedding stays fresh longer, it is eco-friendly, as it only requires washing once a month on average. This bedding is also known for its incredible softness. Our antimicrobial is all-natural and organic. No metals, waxes, chemicals, or 
Manos. Our sheets will never leach onto or into your skin ever. These sheets are safe for your entire family. Fresh Rest is designed and engineered by Main Lee Technology Group, based in Wells, Maine, and our sheets are made for the USA. Fresh Rest Bedding is only available for purchase through our e-commerce website by visiting freshrestbedding.com. Once again, that's freshrestbedding.com. Hello and welcome back. So, we're going to talk about how to become a little more accurate with your orthopedic diagnoses and your orthopedic evaluations. And Number one, the first thing we are going to talk about is know your anatomy, all right? Now, it's very, very important that you understand the origins of muscles, the insertions, the actions, the innervations, but it's important that you also understand that anatomy is good, but you need to know what the lookalikes are like or what referred pain is like. Um, I'm a big advocate of knowing your anatomy. Now, I need, I will be the first to say there are certain parts of the body that I have to open up a book and I have to take a look at that. I prep myself before I see a patient with an unusual diagnosis in an area that I may not be as familiar with. You know, I do tons of knees and, and shoulders and, and ankles and backs and necks, but I don't, you know, I have some difficulty with the SI joint and, um, you know, certain parts of the anterior part of the throat. So I'll break open a book before I see that patient and um, I'll do a little review. And uh, then I might even do a little review after I've seen the patient. Uh, but, uh, you know, getting into your anatomy when you're in school, especially uh, when you're in gross lab, getting through this, breaking it down and really understanding it is super important, okay, in, re in regards to improving your diagnostic accuracy. Number two, and I, I think personally number two is the probably the most important thing. You should be mentored. Okay, now going to school is great and whatnot, but getting a mentor is invaluable. All right, now there's something that a mentor has that evidence based practice doesn't have, and that's experience, which is completely invaluable because you can take a hundred people with a shoulder problem, all with the same type of shoulder problem. Let's say it's a rotator cuff tear, and I promise you that most of them will not present exactly the same way. And so it's very important that you have a mentor. A mentor can teach you and tell you as you go through your evaluations and as you talk through your, your, pro, your program and what you're going to be doing with the patient, they can kind of adjust things and say, you know what, I've seen this before and this is what this looks like and this is what works well. You know, when I was a new grad, I, I did tons of special tests on the shoulder. As I saw more and more patients and worked with my mentor more, um, who is the owner of the clinic that I still work for 27 years later, I learned that, you know, special tests alone are not that accurate and that you need to have a good basis of your anatomy, do manual muscle testing, and um, you can evaluate your patients in a more comprehensive manner. And then, you know, having all these little diagnoses and these little tests that you've done in the back of your head can help you in the future. Um, and so the other part of being mentored is that you need to be willing to receive constructive criticism. All right. And you shouldn't be afraid to be tested. And what I mean by tested, and this can be, some people don't like this. I, I kind of ate this up and I gobbled it. Actually, I was just excited to be tested when I was a new grad. Uh, but my mentor and, and employer boss, um, you know, he, he put me on the spot oftentimes. He would bring me uh, into a room with a patient who he just evaluated, and he would say, give me, I'm going to give you five minutes to evaluate this patient and give me a diagnosis. 
And so I'd have to be very, very effective in asking the right questions and um, doing the right test to get to the diagnosis um, quickly. But it made me think quicker and it made me think uh, a little more uh, specifically. And so I learned by doing that. And then uh, with those that I had a tough time with, he helped me through it. And so that was very, very helpful in regards to breaking down that little bell curve that takes about 10 years before you feel like you're completely, completely um, accurate with your diagnoses and you feel completely comfortable evaluating patients. It does. The average is about 10 years when people feel completely comfortable doing that. So you can cut that bell curve down by being mentored. Um, Trust me, it it works and uh, it helps. Number three, Compare your clinical exams and with diagnostic imaging. So when I do an evaluation, like the, I had a uh, I had a young lady who came in the other day. She said I had an MRI and um, here is my report. So I took the report and I put it aside. I didn't look at it and I did my evaluation first. And the reason I do that is because I want to kind of test myself. I want to test to see how accurate I am. And so I do my evaluation. I formulate a diagnosis. And then I take a look at the diagnostic imaging and I will oftentimes, and I did this last week, I will oftentimes connect with a surgeon who um, took a look at an MRI or maybe did surgery on a patient that I had and say, what did you find when you were in surgery? And therefore, I can take that clinical exam that I did and match it up with the diagnostic imaging or what the actual problem was. And when you can start matching those up and they start to align themselves well, then you know you're on the right track to a more effective and accurate diagnosis and evaluation with your patient. Once you see these little things, make a mental note of it, okay? And sometimes, you know, some of these things are really easy, you know, like identifying a rotator cuff and a biceps rupture and Achilles rupture. Those types of things are really, really easy to identify. But sometimes you may have something that comes around that's really unusual. Um, I had a gentleman with... Um, with a shoulder problem, he had come in, he had all kinds of issues and um, come to find out he had, you know, after a lot of examination and seeing a lot of specialists, he had Parsons-Turner syndrome. Well, about five years later, because this is very rare, Parsons-Turner syndrome is very, very rare. About five years later, I see a patient who comes into my office and um, one of the things I asked him was when he first started to develop his pain, how severe was it? And he said it was a 10 over 10. And it lasted two weeks, and then the pain went away. And right then and there, I I remembered that I had seen this other gentleman who had exactly the same presentation, and I was able to get right on it, identify him with Parsons-Turner syndrome. We got him on the right medications. He saw the right specialist right away, and was not in so much discomfort and uh, and weakness, um, you know, as badly as some of the people who had been in the past when I really didn't know what it was. So. Keep a mental note of that. That's very important. Um, And then number four, if you are stumped during your evaluation, which I've been stumped. I mean, everybody's been stumped. Uh, You know, you may have patients who come in with just totally unusual diagnoses, unusual symptoms that maybe you've never seen before, um, and you're just scratching your head. Well, it's not a great idea to be scratching your head while you're talking to your patient and evaluating them. But what I do is I gather information. It's okay to be stumped, okay? Uh, you, you don't know everything. I don't know everything. And there are many people out there that, that don't know everything about the anatomy and how body functions because it's quite amazing. 
So I gather that information and I have actually told patients, listen, you have some unusual symptoms. This does not all piece together. What I'd like to do is gather as much information as I can and sit down and piece this all together and start with treatment the next time they come in. And the patient usually appreciates that. They appreciate that you care enough to take the extra time to try to figure out and have your diagnosis become much more specific. Um, So I will then finish up with a patient. I will go back to my desk and I will break open the books. I will call specialists, people who know more than I do about certain issues and discuss it. And so when I connect with these people who specialize more, I learn more and then we can get a better diagnosis and therefore offer better treatment. And therefore, I take that extra time to really put a good treatment plan together so that the patient, um, you know, can really get optimal care. And one thing I will say is don't, and and I'm going to repeat this, don't pretend to know the diagnosis and tell the patient it's something you think it is and you're going to just wing it and just start treating them with a uh, uh, maybe this is what it is. Um, Patients appreciate honesty and they appreciate it when you go the extra mile. And oftentimes, I will see patients with other therapists. I'll ask another therapist, like, I don't do vestibular stuff well at all. I can barely recognize that somebody has some sort of vestibular issue. There are therapists that work with me who are awesome at it. And I will go grab them out of the clinic, and I'll have them come in with that patient. And they'll ask a few questions, and then they'll drive that patient in a certain direction that may not be something I can help them with, but we can give them direction. So maybe they didn't get immediate treatment that day, but they have some place to go and and, and some way to um, get this treated. So that's very important that uh, that you be honest with your patients and they will appreciate that. Um, I want to finish by saying that, you know, your medical education is very important and that you need to do your utmost, you know, due diligence when studying and, and trying to do your absolute best when you were in school, when you're in college, learning about the medical profession. But once you leave the confines of your school and your educators there, there is so much more to be learned. Things that you don't learn in school like, um, you know, different nationalities and how people respond to pain, Um, you know, how how people in different environments, in different towns actually can – can be different to diagnose, and you have to modify the way you do things. Um, you know, emotional and psychological issues that might confront you uh, may be different with every patient. And it seems like some days we're, we're trying to deal more with psychological issues than we are physical issues, and that's okay. Um, that's part of the process. Pain is, is something that will beat you down psychologically and physically, and uh, there's nothing wrong with doing that. So, Learn once you leave school. Learn from people who know more than you. Seek uh, a mentor that can, like when we have students or when we have new therapists that work with us, we bring them in and work with them for, you know, a good three to four months asking questions, quizzing them, testing them, evaluating patients together and making decisions together. And I think that's very, very important. That'll build confidence, significant amount of confidence when you're evaluating your patients. Um, 
and, and your patients will appreciate that. Um, so that is our show on um, you know diagnostic accuracy. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure that you check out the links in the show notes. We have all kinds of links and uh, you're getting more and more information for you all the time. And if there are any questions you have, please uh, get in touch with me at Paul at OrthoEvalPal. Give me the question if it's orthopedic in nature or, or something relating to uh, OrthoEvalPal, and I'll do my very best to put it on the show and uh, answer your questions. So again, thank you all so much and have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.